Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello and good evening. Welcome back to A Real Creature Feature. Tonight, we shall be discussing the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Now, Mike and Dean, what do you, what do you guys know about the Sam Squamps? Well, I know that it killed my parents, and I'll kill him for it. Are but... you uh, doing a mountain man impersonation, or uh, that's the show, right? Mountain Men? I, I, Where they're I always hunting Sasquatch, but every episode, they almost find him, but never do? I mean, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. This was just inside me somewhere, and it came out. And now I don't know what to do with it. Run away. Oh, fine. You'd be that way. Anyway, so... I was I... in there. Go ahead. No, no, please. Please, give me your impression. We'll cut it right in. I was up north, you know, and there were three of them. They zoomed right past me. They were wearing light bulbs, and they flew right over the top of us. They were light wearing bulbs. light bulbs. Light bulbs. They took a the... bunch of fireflies, licked them, glued them into their fur, and jumped right over the top of us, heading in a northeasterly direction. And that's when the aliens drove by and stuck, uh, stuck a potato up my hoo-ha. Wow. That's a... And I yelled, ha-hoo! That's an elaborate story there, Jeffro. Uh... Or what would be a, a nice uh, stereotypical black backwoods Wisconsin name? I do not. Jethro's good enough. Jethro's good I enough. Mean, yeah. I mean, um, usually it'd be like a. Uh, it, would, it would be. It would be like Sven or Oli. Um, Sven yeah, Oli, that's yeah. true. That's a good one. Yeah, very Scandinavian. That would make sense. We have a different type of backwoods here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Don't we touch would... my backwoods. I still have to get that potato out of there. Okay. Awkward silence. Uh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> Going back to yeah. So we. Uh, I thought we'd be. It'd be interesting. No, you. You thought it was. Mike thought it would be. Yes, interesting. and I do think it would be interesting uh, to talk about Sam Squamps. Uh, for any of those people who are Trailer Park Boy fans. Yeah. Uh, but I. I know. I, I know most of my most of my Sasquatch knowledge comes from two sources. One are the Boggy Creek movies, which for anyone who doesn't know these movies, uh, they were originally made starting in the 70s, and they were all essentially the same type of film. Group of people, usually researchers or scientists, uh, sometimes just teenagers, go into the woods and get harassed by a Sasquatch for various reasons. While wearing short, short shorts. All of them. All of them wearing short shorts, men included, because it was the 70s and that's what you did. Especially their professor. Oh my god, yes. So the first one we ever saw was from Mystery Science Theater 3000, which was technically the third movie in the Boggy Creek series, but it was called Boggy Creek 2 and the legend continues because nobody knows 
where the second where the actual second boggy creek film is oh okay okay that oh that hurt your brain a little bit though so uh, that's a lost media yes it's a lost media we could we, maybe we can find it if we get lucky but um there was recently really lucky were, yeah there have been some hey you never know people love that stuff and so do i because i do love the boggy creek movies because usually for the most part um the the people in it react correctly to the situation they're in which is either i'm afraid and i'm leaving right now or we need to prepare if we're going to stay we need to be ready for this thing and that's what kind of makes the second one really interesting cuz at least in the other ones we've seen the sasquatch tends to harass the 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 heroic leads the protagonists but because in the boggy creek 2 and the legend continues there are rednecks who are holding a baby Sasquatch hostage. They're the antagonists, and they don't harass the protagonists so much other than the mama Sasquatch asking for help from them in their in her own Sasquatchy way. Not like not like speaking English or anything. That's, I was about to ask him like speaking English? Yeah, no, it's not it's not like Cry Wilderness where she it's doesn't like... speak the Queen's English. Does she speak any English? Bad English? American Sign Language. ASLA. Yeah. 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 ASL. They absolutely. Yeah, it was like, what's the second A for? Oh, I think. Abbreviation. <laughs> oh, abbreviated. Okay. okay. So, uh, oh, perfect. The, so the, that's the thing is in college, you could do uh, American Sign Language uh, for uh, your language credit. But if you take uh, ASLA, the abbreviated version, you get through it quicker than a full uh, semester. Oh, interesting. The other place where I get my media from when it comes to the Sasquatch is uh, the seminal 90s classic, Harry and the Hendersons. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the TV show or the movie? The Well, both, but the movie first, because... That See, for me, I only knew Harry and the Hendersons first as the TV show. Wow. You came from a very different place. I I started with the TV series, and then I saw that it was also a movie, but I've never gotten to watch the full movie. Really? Yep. Well, get on that. I know it's on some streaming services. You have to get on that. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, so Harry and the Hendersons sitcom made three seasons. I know. I didn't. It know was. That. It was very sitcommy. Well, yeah. it's very I mean, impressive, was... seeing as how the one of the main characters is a puppet. Yeah. The next longest one I'd almost think was the, the dinosaurs, which what lasted about for two seasons. Elf. I was gonna say, what about Elf? Oh, I forgot about Elf. How long was that on? How, dare you, for... how dare you forget about Elf? Well, I forgot about him, and plenty of people probably don't Four like seasons. him because he eats cats. That makes him a friend to that makes him a friend to all people who are allergic yeah. to cats. Four seasons, uh, and it left on a cliffhanger. I know that that they were supposed to make a have a made for TV movie. They did release the made for TV movie. I recorded it off of NBC. Hmm. It was interesting. I thought they never did. It's no, it weird. got it, it got released. It probably only played once though. But Dean, you do have to sit through and watch the entirety of Harry and the Hendersons. It's a fantastic movie about the yeah. Sasquatch. I the only thing I can tell you about Harry and the Hendersons movie is, is. from the episode where John Lithgow uh, guests uh, uh, 
guest appears on 30 Rock from the Sun, in it, which they're... Alec Baldwin's character, uh, who there's a guy who wears a baseball cap and Wait. thick glasses. Wait, you said 30 Rock from the Sun. Which was it 30 Rock or Third Rock from the Sun? Rock. Why okay. would John Lithgow be guest guesting on third? No, 30. Well, he could oh, guess on 30 Rock. Rockefeller Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I get that. But no, it's everything was bouncing around in my head. It, it, like, it hurts. I got it, really confused. Like John Lithgow was in the, the sitcom, too. Um, hmm. Anyways, Alec Baldwin's character uh, finds out about. Um, I I don't know the guy's name, but he always wears a different baseball cap that has a different saying on it. That's Jonah. Yeah. Jonah. Yeah. Well, Jonah, he he learns that Jonah could oh, potentially Judah. be yeah, Judah yeah. could be potentially a good lawyer. So he starts training him to get into being a lawyer. Jonah's mother. Uh, oh, shoot. Famous music musical star uh, uh, played Mrs. Lovett on Broadway, not Angela Lansbury. Oh, don't know. Also played uh, Evita. It not uh, in Evita in the movie. <laughs> no, not or on Broadway. On Broadway. Don't uh, know. Uh, is... uh, Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone. That's it. Patty Lapone is Judah's mom on oh, the show. Okay. And she ends up uh yelling at Alec Baldwin because uh her son's about to go to school for to be a lawyer. But turns out Jonah's ma uh, dad was a lawyer for the mob. And so to keep her son from ending up being another mob lawyer, uh uh, Alec Baldwin has to do the whole scene where you're yelling at a creature, telling them that you hate them and whatnot, so that they go into the woods and survive. So oh, Alec Baldwin, go on get, go on get. Yep, go yeah. on get, and yells at uh, Jonah, and Jonah starts slinking away like a sad Harry and the Hendersons scene. And um, and then John Lithgow throughout the show has been trying to leave 30 Rockefeller, but can't get out for some reason. Like he's he can't find his way out of the building. And so right after Alec Baldwin yells at Jonah and Jonah starts slinking away, the elevator opens up and John Lithgow is disheveled. He's like, how do I get out of here? I see a picture of that. So yeah, that's that's my Harry and the Hendersons thing. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Um, for the audience, don't ever do that. Don't release your animals out into the wild ever because they're your pets and they're not able to cope with the natural environment in many cases. Or you are going to cause a problem with invasive species. In Wisconsin, oh. over this last summer, we've found two. I think alligators in different lakes. What? Yeah. Someone's releasing alligators into. Yeah. Ugh. Because they're, it was either, oh, well, they're natural, so they have, should go into nature, which is stupid because this is not their natural habitat. 
So nope. they will die. Well, or then. they're just horrible people and they're like, well, I don't want to kill them directly. So I'm just going to have it that they freeze to death. Mm. Well, then you just get a bunch of pythons, crocodiles, natural enemies. Then, yeah. what, then what gets rid of the pythons? Also, that's also Florida's working on that right now. Yeah, that's not how that happened. Oh, lionfish. That's how that that's how it works. We are not that, getting lionfish. That's also those are saltwater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they're that, perfect. Here. They're perfect to kill the pythons because then they die in freshwater. It's better than them being down in Florida, being an invasive species down there. Genius. An arboreal snake and a saltwater fish. It's look, look. We don't know how this works. I do. That's what we're, I'm saying. Don't. Look, you look, Mr. Nature Man, you with your... Mr. Don't let, if you have a creature that naturally comes from the environment and you've raised so that it's no longer injured, but it still wants to live inside your household, but it, but you have to put them back into the woods so it can go hide so that you don't have somebody coming trying to cut off its feet to prove that it actually exists, Mr. Uh, I mean... In the sense of uh, Harry and the Hendersons, I'm pretty sure uh, that was a sentient being. So we're not going to go down that road. I mean, I what, mean, what how sentient? About? How sentient could he be? He figured, yeah, he figured out a remote. My dog could figure out the remote, and he very well did. Dean, what do you know about Sasquatch? Well, not Harry and the Hendersons related. All right, to be serious, I'm putting on my serious hat now. To be serious, what I know of Sasquatch, I actually have... Ah, oh, shoot, I should have read that little book. Um, so, first thing that I know is of the classic image that everybody uses to prove that the Sasquatch is real. The Patterson-Gimlin image? Yeah. Okay. And, um... And then I believe that guy also did a bunch of illustrations of what a Sasquatch would look like. And he drew it with saggy, hairy tits. Yeah, which if you look at a, like a lot of different um, actually like large apes, that's a thing. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying this guy, this guy focused on that weirdly. But um, another thing is they've got the book series Who Was, Who Is. Um, and they also have What Do We Know About series. So they got What Do We Know About Crop Circles, What Do We Know About the Loch Ness Monster, Atlantis, and then they also have one on uh, Bigfoot. But I didn't get that book yet. You didn't, you didn't it's a small book for school children that um, um, is originally into... Catfish, uh, Crop Circles, Board Farmers... Yeah. Loch Ness, Catfish, um, third one, Atlantis. Oh, something that uh, Sop, uh, Plato. Plato made up. <laughs> okay, so uh, back to the topic. Bigfoot, also no commonly referred to as Sasquatch, is a purported ape-like creature that is inhabits the forests of North America. So there's now, also... Does, quick question. Is this including the Yeti? I was literally about to talk, say that. Okay. Uh, so there are there are stories like this all over the world of like giant ape men. There's the Yeti and there's all these other 
Uh, I once saw a, a like a inf- nice infographic thing, and it was like Skunk Ape. Um, I think there was a, like there's like a couple of different like versions of like yeah. Skunk Ape, uh, but Janasqua yeah. and Sasquatch and and yeah, basically yeah, it's just large hairy things, mm-hmm. which is very I find very interesting because it would make sense like if you think about it that different regions potentially would have different species because that's just how nature works in many yeah. aspects. And this is the one of those things that there technically is no reason why a Bigfoot-esque species couldn't exist. We te- we exist and we have very similar everything. Our but like you know we they are just you know another um, bipedal standing upright great ape. But the problem is that I always have had with these guys is. The whole, like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, yeah, I got shit on her happening, blah, blah, blah. Where are they? Because hmm. it's one of those things, like, uh, I I will talk about this uh, later. Well, no, I, I, I'm just going to talk about it right now. Yeah. So here's the note. Here's one of the notions that always kind of confuses me. So how smart are they supposed to be? Hmm. Are they basically just smarter animals? So smarter than a dog, dumber than a person, probably dumber than a a, um, a dolphin. Or are they human level or beyond intelligent? Wow. I'd like to think that they're just somewhere between us and, say, the standard animal. So, but then they want, but then we find animals all the time that have hit, like, hit. Think of jaguars, not jaguars, cougars. Why did I say? But they, well, same, same. Uh, But like cougars, yeah, a a lot of large cats are solitary creatures. They are pretty good at hiding. We still spot them all the time. Yeah. There are soup like uh what was a snow leopard? It took a very long time for us to even record one for the first time. Still found them. Yeah. What if they're just that much smarter? We just haven't put in that much effort yet. How Look, many shows still... have there been? Finding Sasquatch? They're all but they're all looking in the same spots. Oh, they're all looking the in the same spots. The thing is, spot. is Sasquatch, unlike many great apes, they don't make nests that last that long. They only make those nests good for finding within an hour after they've left them. What do they do uh, with them? Because I was that about work? to say that uh, mountain gorillas, they make nests every single night. They make yeah. a new nest every night. Yeah, uh, but you can find and those. we can find and yeah, exactly. And you can find those. I think um, I think what the great I think with Sasquatch, what they are more vigorous sleepers. So they naturally deteriorate. I was gonna say it's the oils in their it's it's the oils in their shaggy fur. Well, yeah, and then you have they sleep. That also makes that the grass pops right back up, so you don't even see it. Tracks can work. Tracks well, can be left for days. Cracks. <laughs> oh, tracks. Yeah, it's a track. I heard you say crack. Mm, cracks. Well, that's the other thing is they're nat- they are a natural consumer of crack. Whoa, really? Yeah. That's so why they have vigorous dreams. We have a, we have a problem. So, crack doesn't grow in nature. No. Uh, so where crack comes from is uh, a mixture of a bunch of different things. I like baking soda and cocaine. Matt, Matt, can I tell you? Can I tell you where crack comes from? Yeah. It comes from the CIA. Thank you very much. Uh, but cocaine comes from the coca leaf, which is from South America and doesn't grow in North America, where 
there's all these different sightings. They're natural migrators. They're even harder to find in South America because of the cocaine. Yes. Mystery solved. Let's wrap it up, people. Just like the monarch butterfly flies south. Which we can watch and monitor. Our borders are classically badly patrolled. They can sneak across just fine. Thank you. Sneaky, sneaky skunk apes. Yeah. So uh, here's also, uh, here's another thing, too. Uh, I find very, that it's very interesting. Guess where all, like, the, the great apes live in the world? Like, we know where they live. Guess where they, well, there's forests all over the place. I'm giving you more of a specific geo, um, planetary. Oh. oh, you actually want us to answer this question, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Africa. Asia. They're uh, African Asia. But all equal, uh, by the equator. Where do they always have uh, Sasquatch being seen in North America? Well, what part of the country? The Northwest. Yeah. Because Sasquatches are hipsters. Everyone knows this. Yeah, a very, but also... Where was the biggest influx of making legal marijuana first? Oh, damn it. But that has He's nothing right. to do with cocaine. They're yeah. hipsters. Uh, we're, look, and you're going to... You're, for... you're, you're diverging real hard on all this we we have to it's our mm. only way to it's our only way to keep the dream alive they're very well known for also wearing flannel true so i will be circling back on this uh later I'm, but on bigfoot wearing flannel excellent yes, actually um ah! so, so here's the thing too uh, i was gonna say like so for um let's say they are smart and that's how they're staying hidden uh, remember when I was talk I was talking about uh, the whole different levels of civilization based off energy requirements? Yes. You can also do that with knowledge, like information. Okay. So think about it like this. Um, how do we store information now? Uh, the internet, mostly. Yeah. How did we store information 100 years ago? Books. Books. Ah. How did we store information 1,000 years ago? Clay tablets. Or paper and stuff like that paper Who uses well, paper we anymore? already did paper with books. i know uh, but i'm like i don't think it would be clay tablets but uh right. but that would be like five thousand years fine be that way whatever man now how did we store information ten thousand years in our brain boxes yeah exactly that was the only way that we could store information was to do spoken word where we could only do have so much information so it had to be passed on to the next generation so there is a limit to how much humans can like actively store in their brains, like so, so that they can teach it to the next generation. Oh, so you're saying Sasquatches are hive minded? No, not at all. No, what he's saying is Sasquatches tell each other stories by the campfires that they don't build. Yeah, like that would be your divergences are throwing me off. Uh, no, what I'm saying is if the just because they have the potential of being smarter than us kind of thing, they would lack any kind of way of like storing all any information so that they could not really like, let's say that they do have way better ability for re redraw or recall and like memory retention. But if, but there's still a limit to how much you can pass on. So their civilization couldn't have, couldn't advance all that much to actually to be the point that they would be able to, properly hide from humans in many aspects without having some way of like really keeping all this information down 
and it would be for a very long amount, like a very, very long time that they would, would be hiding from us. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it was just oh, more yeah. like the, like some of these notions of like, OK, I could because I can understand if they're like very uh, nomadic and everything else and they're able to like, you know, survive. That's we have plenty of cases of that from different uh, human tribes that are just like we are going to be stay nomadic and we're just going to keep on keeping on. But we found tribes of humans that have never contacted hum- with other humans. There is a, I think it's near, it's in the Indian, like uh, it's an island, like off the coast of South um, Asia, where they're like nobody, no, he- no Western, like very little. Um, it's against the law to inter- interact with them. Yeah, because it's like they don't want to, they don't want anything to do with us. And because they want to be like, this is our culture. We're fine. Shut screw you get off my island well maybe maybe we're thinking about different islands because this one it's against the law to go there because we've never interacted with them and people don't want to have cultural contamination that would potentially destroy their culture while also at being at the same time they don't have the same immunity mm-hmm. set up so if we go there we could destroy them with smallpox or something that we're well not smallpox we got rid of that but still yeah same same but that's the thing with them is um there was uh this particular one that i'm talking about uh there was a missionary that was like oh i'm gonna go save these people and teach them about jesus and then everyone's like uh no don't do that they will kill you they don't want jesus no no i i will i will save them uh it's illegal to like it's illegal to do this. Don't do this. No, no, no. I'm going to do this. He does. Then he dies. He gets killed. And then people are like, oh, well, we have to stop them from doing Like, No, we're not going to do anything against these people because he was an idiot. Mm. He was given warning. He was he believed he was so right that he killed him. Death by stupidity. What if that's all the Sasquatch is doing? Killing all the people that see him. What happened to that Boeing 767? We don't know. They claim mechanical failure. No. Sasquatch. Which, yeah, that one I can also get behind that concept of that they are eating people to stay hidden in many aspects. Because I'm like, there are people that, okay, well, well, this was with children. I don't know the actual stats for people. It was like, because I know people were making this think it was like 180,000 kids a year. Was that it? Go missing. And people are like, oh, that's a really big number. And then they're like, but then you find out about 90% of those kids are found like within like a year or something. Mm. And it was like, but nobody ever says that second part. Yeah. Because that's not scary enough. Oh, I mean, how else are we, how else are we supposed to keep people in line? But I'm like, so yes, I would be fine with, because I'm like that also would explain like how they're smart because uh, for humans, we had to start eating. We started eating meat and that's what developed their big old brains. Uh, meat. Oh my. Yeah, meat and bone marrow. Like, I ain't eating no bone marrow. You can't make me. Uh, it's supposed to be good for you. They're harboring DG- D.B. Cooper. Yes. D.B. Cooper is a Sasquatch. Well, he naturalized into their society. Yeah. I mean, he jumped from a plane. They found him. And he, and he passed all of their citizenship tests. Yeah. Isn't that kind of, wasn't it like where one of the past was going over the Northwest? Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, he was, yeah, he just jumped out halfway through. 
Landed in the woods. Either he was killed or naturalized by the Sasquatch. We'll never know. Because now he's lost amongst them. And he's learned how to vigorously sleep. So that his little sleeping nest gets destroyed by the time he wakes up. Dean, they burrow. They burrow and then they unburrow. That makes way more sense than you. You would. It doesn't matter if the nest gets destroyed. The invi- The space around it would also get destroyed and leave evidence. They burrow in the deepest parts of the forest. There you go. That would make way more sense. Or sleep in caves like bears. Nobody sleeps in caves. They're not animals. Oh, wait, they are animals. Never mind. We're all animals. Yeah. So uh, when I was looking for like all the research of this one, I was just looking at different um, human species. So Homo sapiens aren't the only humans. They're, uh, I made sure to actually pull this one finally. Um, So for this uh, kingdom, animalia, phylum, chordata, class, mammalia, order, primates. Family hominida, hominidae, uh, and then tribe hominini, and then genus homo. What you call me? Uh, we're all a bunch of homos. How dare you? Uh, so uh, there are what was it? As of right now, suspected like eight different species of um creatures that are part of the Homo genus: Homo erectus, Homo rudolfinus. I all the precursors to the to the sea ape yes no actually this is uh for our um mammal based mermaid this would be actually or the branch off point would have been earlier than even Hmm. yeah it would not have been a uh, would not be part of the homo genus because otherwise it wouldn't have flippers ah yeah they said fin in it yeah dean (laughs) all right move it out move it out i will yeah I uh, I i will fight you on this one yeah, I, you know what? Just for that, I'm putting this in the chat, and you can read them. Oh. I'll, I'll give it a shot and look like an idiot. I'll give it a shot and sound smart. Homo Rodolphinus, Homo Hedelbergenus, Genus Bergenus, uh, Homo Florensis. That one actually was kind of cool. Oh, I have Florensis twice. Um, uh, the Homo Florensis is also, was also known as the Hobbit. Uh, so this was in, um, did I have that one? Just a second. I have it. Okay. Well, I, I'll go through, actually, I'm just going to go through the list with this one because of, oh. Homo Neanderthalus. Oh, that's where that one. Uh, Homo Nideli. I think it's Naledi. Uh, no. Naledi? Yep. Yeah. Close. And then, yeah, the Florensis, I, I accidentally doubled Oh, out. I see. You did it that twice. One, yeah. Um. So the first one I have is. So you're saying they discovered them once, came back, discovered them again. Yeah, no. Hey, uh, but our first... genus, we we liked it so much. You can't just do it once. You gotta do it twice. Homo habil. Uh, there's also one that. Uh, it's a uh, habilis. Uh, that was uh also known as the handyman when you translate it. Uh, 2.4 million years to 1.4 million years ago. Next one was a uh, Homo erectus, the enduring hiker. Uh, because that's one that was like the first upright um, member of our family or our genus. And it was kind of interesting because well, that's why I was like enduring hiker is because because of our bipedal nature, we use less calories as a, a quadruped. So we can actually out endure most like animals when we're hunting them. We are the Michael Myers of the natural world. And Michael Myers is the Michael Myers of the human world. 
So this song, I would walk 5,500 uh, miles is our theme. Uh, it should be actually our Nash, our uh, species, our species, our species theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah. A uh, homo uh, Rudolphinus, the stranger. I don't know why they picked that one, but that was 1.9 million to 1.8 million. Uh, Heidelberg genus, the hunter. Seven thousand to two hundred, or seven hundred thousand to two hundred thousand years ago. Uh, Homo florensis. This is the one that was the Hobbit, also called the also like known as the Hobbit, and that was because it was found on like islands, and it was just kind of cool. Yeah, and they were uh like these. There's where they're like pygmy elephants and everything else. Um, and it was kind of cool when I was looking at this. So there's a thing in nature when you have like you don't have a lot of room to roam eventually your species is just going to get smaller because that's just how it works on like uh, islands. So that's like, yeah, pygmy elephants. Clearly they're not going to be, they can't be as big as our, like, like an African or an Asian elephant because there's not enough resources to actually support them. Oh, okay. And, uh, but yeah, so that yeah, they approximated uh, three feet six in, in the female. Hmm. Uh, so then there's Homo Neanderthal, the Neanderthals. 4,000 to 40,000 years ago. Never heard of them. <laughs> and then there's ne the... Neleti? Yeah, Neleti. The enigmatic newcomer. Uh, so this was a so small hominid that lived in South Africa. We don't know much about them. They were only discovered in like 2015. Mm. Uh, the Falensis was actually discovered in... Uh, where? Oh, 2003. The genus mm. so nice, they named it twice. Well, no, I just copied and pasted things wrong. I know. Uh, but then the H, Luzonensis, uh, the Polmenator. Uh, this one was actually only recently discovered in 2019. And there is, I guess, some debate that because it just actually could just be a, a Florensis, another yeah. one. Because they were f both found at islands in relative similar. But uh, the cool, and then there's us. And then there's also another um, subspecies that but I guess they aren't weren't because they don't really know enough about them to actually give them a genus. And that's the Denizona Deni. One of these days I'll learn how to. Well, Denizovans. 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 That was it. Uh, so uh, the cool thing about um, humans and the Neanderthal and the Denizovans is we've actually found their DNA. In human DNA, mm. if you are of um, European descent, you have potentially like two to four percent Neanderthal DNA. If you are of, uh, I think it was like uh, East Asian descent, like like, and also like Papua New Guinea and a whole bunch of places, you might have some Denisovan um, DNA present. Mm. Uh, so here's something. This is I also wanted. To, this is something that I. I Thought was because this is actually a relatively new theory that we because for a long time people didn't think that there was any kind of interbreeding between uh, humans, different human species, yeah. and to the point that it actually is referenced in a comic book. Uh, the so in about what was it two thousand one I want to say, uh, Marvel, uh, the X Men got a they got a new show um, not showrunner line runner by the name of Grant Morrison. And they introduced Grant Morrison, and he introduced one of the scariest monsters in all of X-Men, to the point that she is so scary that they barely ever used her 
and they any of the other times they try to use her, they didn't use her right because she was never as scary. Hmm. So basically, how the scene opens up for this particular comic is you see uh, a well, you see two people cresting over the hill, and this person is like talking to another guy, and they're like Homo sapiens, Neanderthals, Homo sapiens, Neanderthals, unlucky remnants of their kind, soon to be replaced by the faster, smarter, aggressive species Homo sapiens sapiens. Meet our ancestors, wiping out the competition. And then the guy says, does it have to be so real? They're biting pieces off. And basically what this woman is telling this man is that this is what, so she's trying to scare him because she's saying this is what the mutants are going to do to Homo sapiens. Because if those who don't know anything about like Marvel or X-Men is that um, they classified themselves as Homo superior. For some reason, they decided to do that. Uh, I, I never understood that particular usage. I'm like, why would you do that? But I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to say like besmirch comic writers, especially when I'm a huge fan of them. But this is the, th- the most interesting thing is, yeah, they pr- a bunch of the Neanderthals in the Denisova Vens probably were wiped out in like fights and like getting pushed out for or lack of resources because that's just how it happens for everything. But like I said, there's evidence that there was a bunch of interbreeding. I was going to, before you started that, I was going to say, I thought it, I thought it's a relatively um, accepted. Now it is. Theory yes. Yeah. Now, but that, back then it was not as much. Yeah. But that's one of the things is not only did we fight some of them out, but we also interbred. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a cool. This is actually something that I was looking up today and oh, my other days earlier. It's not just that we interbred with them. They also were interbreeding with each other. All those other species that I listed off, like we listed off earlier. There's probably evidence of that DNA in, in them, too. And we found other DNA in our stuff that we don't even know where it came from yet. So it's always this really interesting thing when you like people always like imagine um, like the 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 monkey walking, like slowly walking up to the man, the evolutionary chart. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, that's not exactly what it looks like, because it's kind of just this. What's a good word? Uh, a lot of interbreeding and like not interbreeding and like ch- branches and everything else. Sometimes the branches go back into the other ones. It's it's a it's a mess. That's why I was like more it was of a tumbleweed. Yeah, it's more of a tumbleweed than a tree in many aspects. And it's just always so interesting. I find it so fascinating because like I I don't know if I've said this on here before, but it's like I always find it so interesting when, because biology is I uh, I always will say it's not a hard science. I will call it a squishy science because literally it's the study of some squ- of squishy things because there are very few hard, fast rules and like laws of biology because there you can always find an exception to the rule in so many things. I'm like, now Let's look you, at a platypus. Yeah, platypuses are awesome. Platypuses don't have stomachs. What? Yeah, they don't have stomachs. I know they didn't have nipples and they just sweat milk. Why why do we learn something new about the platypus almost every episode? Uh because I love them. They uh, are, I don't know why you love them. Because they are awesome. Because they got poisonous barbs on their hind feet. Venomous. Ven- Venomous. Fine. Sorry. Yes. We get it. But don't yeah, worry. they 
they don't have stomach yeah. and also because uh, i was i was reading an article and it was uh it was titled why do platypi and a lot like a quarter of fish are losing their stuff like lost their stomachs and yeah it basically it's they just have a really an extra long intestinal so why hasn't z frank done a uh interesting facts about platypus yet are you sure he hasn't done one i feel like he would have I don't remember. I don't remember him doing one of a platypus. Well, if he hasn't, then he is missing out because they are awesome. I will always support my platypus. Ah, so you have platypus friends, huh? Yeah. Well, he knows Perry. Ah, does he? Nice. Who do you think installed all of those secret trap doors? No, there's a Z. Uh, there's there's not a Z Frank true facts about the platypus but there is one called the platypus conspiracy so that i'm actually because that's only from that's only from five months ago so it's it's pretty recent okay i i found i found my note when i was actually the like when i was trying to say like rather than tumbleweed another way of saying it is um mosaic we're kind of a mosaic of things because Uh, there is lots of bits of pieces from just are collected from well, all our ancestors and everything else. And that's what makes us up us. This random jumble of information. Hmm. But yeah, I was just like, when I was looking, I was like, because I heard that there was a potential third species of um, one of our ancestors that we like, we found present in um, people of like uh, Aboriginal Australian descent, but I couldn't find an actual article, like giving an actual name for it. Cause there are like, yeah. well, Australopithecus, but, that's not really delving meaning from like from Australia. But uh, and, and then I made sure to also I started looking into this, too, because I'm like, what? There is an animal that uh, always kind of makes me think of Gigantopithecus for. And that's like the, the Sasquatch would look like the Gigantopithecus. It's this giant ape. Problem with it is uh, pretty sure they weren't bipedal because then when I was looking into it, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But then when I actually looked into it, Giganthopithecus is part of the Pongini um, branch of the like apes family. Okay, so it's um, they're part of the they're not part of the Hominini branch like um, gorillas, um, chimpanzees, Arthropithecus, and humans. So like they branched off way earlier than anything else. So they probably would never be bi- bipedal, but they're like you know giant things. What was its size? Uh, nine feet tall. Uh, I think they actually hit, did this in um, the live action Jungle Book. Like King Louis supposedly is giant, and that's kind of what they would look like. Uh, question. Yes. Why wouldn't they uh, be ever be uh, become bipedal? Well, potentially they could become bipedal. It was more of a these guys weren't. They just looked more like really really big chimpanzees or not uh, chimpanzees orangutans. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's what they looked. But that's why I was like, those were the, lar- I think those are like the largest great apes. No, this is actually kind of cool too. Um, so how do you know that? I think I, I can't, I can't remember if I brought this up, but how do you know the difference between uh, a great ape or no, no, uh, an old world ape and a new world ape? We had this discussion. Okay, I good. remember this. Um, I don't remember the big difference. I don't remember the differences though. Uh, tails. I, uh, great apes don't have tails. Mm-hmm. Um, old world apes can have tails, but then um, new world apes have prehensile tails. Okay. So I added on to it because yeah, like if you 
that was one of those things that I, th- I thought was really interesting when people were like uh talking about like Mandela effect with um Curious George and like does Curious George have a tail or not? Well no, because he's a chimpanzee. He's an ape. Apes don't have tails. But I mean even like if you like and the the weird thing is like I'm just getting to some seriousness about this now. I mean the entire thing is with Sasquatch being what they are. It's that thing of so many animals can temporarily look bipedal. Yeah. You know, bears can stand on their hind legs. Mm-hmm. Apes don't have to necessarily, great apes don't have to just be running around on all fours. They can temporarily stand. Yeah. And that's where so much of this is, like where there's so much misinformation in the idea of like, I think I saw a big fit. Fa- I think I saw a big feet. Yeah. Because that's the thing, too, is like all those casts and things like that or the videos, they always do show a bipedal creature. Yeah. Because if you look at the feet of a bipedal animal, it looks different than something that isn't uh, that's more quadruped or semi quadrupedal. Yeah. Because we need to have certain structures in our feet so that, you know, we can walk long distance. Yeah. I mean, not to mention our hips. Yes. Our hips. Our pelvics. Same, same. Yeah, our feet are our feet are longer, more yes. and, and less wide than most by than most quadrupeds. But yeah, we walk on our with our heels and everything else, while a lot of other quadrupeds don't do that. They walk on their toes and stuff. Yeah, because we all have very similar bone structures in that way too. Mm-hmm. It's always fat, and that's always fascinating when yeah. you actually look at that. But yeah, so basically, what I'm gonna be hitting at is. There is always a potential that there could have been something. This is actually really kind of cool. So like a lot of these stories that we do talk about, um, because there are some, a lot of uh, Native American stories that deal with um, Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever name you want to do. I've also heard a lot, a lot of these stories where it's very, very interesting to me because they sound like they're like, they're kind of used like kind of like monsters or, or in some cases kind of like sound like fae. And like how they are approached, like you know, the things that are in the woods that are scary and bad. So we should, mm-hmm. you know, be careful and watch out. So yeah, here's the thing about humans and why I can't say that we didn't wipe out the Neanderthals, because that's just the thing humans do. That's the thing that we've done for a very long time. Yeah. And there I have heard some stories that it sounds like even like there might like there could have been large ape like more apish like creatures that lived with humans which they have we clearly they have because we have been around for a long time and so have all these other creatures and once again we have evidence of that in our dna and we could have had like cultural stories that we just kept you know telling and telling over and over to the point that they just became so many other things think about other big hairy creatures in mythology Mm -hmm. Uh, trolls ogres yeah Funny uh, that you mention it like that because in um, Terry Pratchett's Long Earth series, there is uh, there's a series of different hominids. Uh, I think I'm using that correctly. Yeah, ape-like creatures that can step into other worlds without a step box. We have to use a special box to get ourselves to step into the other um, worlds. But there's a bunch of different types of ape-like creatures that are bipedal and whatnot. 
but they have evolved the natural ability to step into different Earths. And so they use that as, oh, trolls and goblins, you know. But uh, also, um, because it, that just reminded me of the show Sliders. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah. So in Sliders, they had that there in different universes, there were uh, non, yeah, like non-human humanoids mm-hmm. uh, yep. chroma- that evolved from the Cro-Magnons. Yep. And it was just like, which was also interesting because I guess they also like to eat eyes. It was this weird thing. And I was just like, okay, odd that you made them all kind of evil in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had, uh, like, there's other universes where uh, the Cro-Magnons weren't evil. And uh, they actually became a slave race of the humans in a different universe. And I was like, oh, okay. So it just happened to be that one uni- dimension. So so what they're really trying to say is whoever's at the top of the chain tends to be the cruelest. Moral of the story. Potentially, yes, actually. And, well, oh, that, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. Those who can be cruel against the other is the one who winds up on top. Yes. Yeah, the gen- uh, yeah. gentler species t- tends to step down go away yeah yeah um which was very interesting because i was um i was watching earlier um roanoke gaming and they're talking about the alien yeah. from war of the worlds yeah why didn't it know the germ th- why didn't it learn germ theory yeah and it was just like because there's a couple possibilities of that one it was just like uh they have been just so advanced for so long that they forgot yeah. about germs being a th- like a, a big threat which yeah. it, which actually is kind of uh, reasonable when you think about all the people who, uh, like for like va- very anti-vax, you're like, I have a strong immune system. It could do- take it as like that's you. You don't remember all these horrible diseases, do you? I, I I grew up eating dirt, and look at me now. I'm perfectly fine. What do you think vaccinations are? Clean dirt. Same theory as you eating a pile of dirt as a child. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's my biggest thing after all of this. I was just like, what do you think vaccinations are? It's, it's oxymoronic to say it this way, but it's clean dirt. It's a specific thing that you are consuming or it's being put into your body to help train your immune system. It's the same thing that you are cleaning, claiming Oh, my grandson, he goes out and he licks all the all the um, swings on the swing set and look at him now. Yeah. Uh which yeah. you do like, you know, take a hundred kids and see what happens. Not all of them are gonna have the same experience. Yeah. But no. um but yeah, or the other thing was he was talking about this because I was also thinking about this like evolutionarily speaking. He was like, What happens if they evolved on a planet where everything wasn't so cut through? Hmm. And I, I was like, that's an interesting thought. But I'm like, but then why would life evolve? Because for our planet, we've always had this perpetual arms race between all the species. And also with the War of the Worlds aliens, why did they come to us and start annihilating us? Yeah. Yeah, expe- exactly. They wouldn't do that if they came from a planet that didn't have the same basic structure in, in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think the that they just yeah like this they sent off the soldiers, the grunts, and all those other things because of like, well, why would you be sending the engineers yeah down into the tank that you have hidden on a planet? So it's like either the people that did know weren't there, 
or they completely forgot about it. And I was like, that's a good, that's a good, because I was like, yeah, that just yeah. like, that's in the Now, thank you everybody for joining us on HG Wells podcast. Exactly. Our, our, our Wells cast will be coming out in two weeks. <laughs> Look, I don't believe that the Sasquatch, as far as a bipedal, like great transitional, great ape sort of creature exists. I yeah. don't. Um, I do. And if we do eventually find it and actually have the missing link that they yeah. always talk about. Yeah. And if we do have and if we do find one, fine. I'll be glad to be wrong about it Same. or terrified to be wrong. I don't know which yet, but we'll find out. Yeah. I don't mind being wrong about it, but I also don't think that if we we would have found something that was a little more concrete. Yeah. By now, especially uh, so if it's supposed to be a species that has existed for a while we have at least some sort of more concrete evidence of another bipedal species now uh the one another way that i'm like the only like this one i personally did enjoy uh it's from the dresden files they um one books are the books it's always the books when i bring that up okay um that they talk because he gets to meet sasquatch in one of the books uh he meets a sasquatch a bigfoot by the name of river soldier uh no the strength of his the strength of a river in his shoulder. That's his full name. Ah. And uh, it how they established, like how they stay hidden is because the tribes work with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, OK, though, so there are. Are you talking about Native Americans and First Nations? Yes. Now, there are some issues with that idea, too. Like if you want to apply it to our world, because it's like, well, how did they stay hidden when they were being displaced? And all that sad that things. So I'm like, but I'm not going to nitpick that one because it's like, I still I like, yeah. oh, that's a cool idea. Um, oh, the uh, our government doesn't have the MIB flashlights. Neuralizers. Um, they yeah. do. Oh, yeah. That's how they get us. Ah, also, they weren't able to use those flasher, flashy things to protect themselves. Yeah. No, that's the problem obviously. with some of those aspects of True. it's like because um, like was, how do you mean protect themselves because what I'm picturing is stop white people from wiping them out them. well why oh wait so it's the idea of like if we meet so it's like you if mean we the Sasquatch meet it, only has the neuralizer yeah. or the yeah. natives no the no. Sasquatch oh, okay the Sasquatch oh so the Sasquatch so so we've met a Sasquatch and they're just like see ya. That's why my memory is so bad. We have a Sasquatch in the backyard. That's they keep true. on meeting him. The Sasquatch does live in our house. So I I've mean, met we, that Sasquatch, yes. I mean, so we do have a. I mean, so obviously that makes perfect sense now. It all is coming together. Dean, you finally did it. RJ's a Sasquatch. It took you. And you forgot it, about him. It took you 16 tries, but you finally got one that works. <laughs> but. But no, I mean, like, even they talk about, but they even talk about the idea of, I mean, like, we talk about things like the Yeti or the skunk ape. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing we've ever had was a picture of what they think they they have a picture, quote unquote, of the skunk ape. And the belief is that it seems like it's more of a orangutan than it is an actual like. And as and to be fair with that, the skunk ape is also one that I'm like, that one makes more sense because that's more. uh closer to the equator that's yeah. warmer everything else uh yeah. it is weird though that one of the features of the skunk ape is that it smells like a skunk yeah 
Well, I'll tell you this. If I lived in a Florida swamp with that matted hair, I'd smell like a skunk, too. Yeah. Or uh, what was I think it's an um, in Aboriginal stories. It was the Yowie Yahoo, I think, is like kind of kind of uh, Sasquatchy in appearance. Yeah. But I, I can't remember that one off my head. But like I said, there's ones all over the planet. And that's the it, and once again, it's like the skunk ape was the one that actually makes sense. But I'm like, depending on like its particular diet, uh, I don't. Well, I guess like I don't know how good alligators smell in the sense of like how well they can uh, smell their environment. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was like, they could eat them and all that is. But I'm like, yeah. It, uh, but if they're er, uh, herbivores, then it doesn't matter because then you yeah. can say that they're using that smell to keep away. Yeah. But a lot of times they have it that they're like the stories are not so um, herba- herbaceous. Yeah, they don't sound all that herbivorous herbivorous. Yeah, in nature. So it's like, hmm. Uh, but this is something that I thought was really kind of cool. Uh, so my buddy was talking, talking, telling me about this theory about uh, Uncanny Valley. And he was like, why? Why do people have this weird ability? Like, you know, it's one something that looks it looks close enough to human but it isn't and it freaks us out mm-hmm. and he was like you know maybe because there are all these and i've heard other people say this one on the internet because they're like well the fey always kind of sound like human-like so maybe it's something that we evolved over time blah blah blah. it was like because of all these other things and it was just and then but if you actually think about it more logically it's well yeah because we had things that looked kind of like us all around us for a very long time and so yeah. that we could tell the difference we developed this ability to know oh yeah that's a human oh yeah that's a neanderthal yeah so it was like no 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 we don't need to have this extra stuff we already had our others yeah around us for a very long time no you got you've got the homo sapien like no look at that t-zone that's a neanderthal yeah Though, if you ever look at pictures of like uh renditions of neanderthal it's really kind of cool because you're like if I saw that guy walking down the street, I'd be like, hmm, that's not a that's not a pretty man. But I wouldn't think he was uh, not human. Yeah, you'd think he'd still be part of the same species, probably. Yeah. To which that is where the most logical. This is my this is my ultimate end game and like how I wanted to end end it and like okay. circle back to it. Because when, when remember when you were talking about uh, Sasquatch and flannel? Yeah, the most likely idea for like a Sasquatch in in our world is just a big hairy person that fits in well in with our environment they could still be like a different species but they would be hiding with us not in the woods somewhere they'd have to hide well enough yeah that they blended well enough with humans that we wouldn't notice so you'd really just be like what a weirdo but like you'd still and you tend to ignore the weirdos yeah the big hairy weirdo yeah they live in the up yeah. yeah yeah oh my god so they are just among us they're not <laughs> they're yeah. all canadians and michiganders oh my god uh i had this one to circle back back because of all the interbreeding we are the bigfoot we are looking for bum, bum, bum. the treasure was inside us all along yeah pretty much hooray uh, you didn't you didn't kill the dream you enhanced the dream yep yeah, I uh, I bet the end of Battlestar Galactica it we're all we're all we were all the Sasquatch and because uh, I did this. So I have this idea 
it's been a like ongoing like like if i ever have a if i have actually if i ever ever get a ghost writer to write a book with me uh <laughs> i have this like expansive universe of stories in my head and one of them involved um a place yeah uh but it the mayor of that like it's a it's a town of monsters creatures cryptids all those other things mm-hmm. and um the mayor is a sasquatch it's a big yeah. thing. and i've nice. drawn him and I'm probably I'll probably actually redraw him again for this particular art. And I had him in a nice Armani suit. Yeah. And it's uh fun like just sent like how I had the picture is him fixing his cufflinks. Uh-huh. And I had a better I had found my older picture and I had a better one, but I can't can't find it. I don't know where it is. But the funny thing is, a couple years ago, uh twenty tw- summer like late summer of twenty twenty, uh Jim Butcher released uh two Dresden file books. Because he had took so long, he, he took a he took a break for like legitimate reasons, um, and then he was like, "Well, I I'm gonna get this out now, uh, because you guys have been waiting." So he's like, "Here's one, here's the other one." Hmm. Nice. And in there, uh, he talks about having river shoulders wearing a suit, like it was like a more of a Victorian age one. And I'm like, and this interesting thing is like, I came up with this idea before that, and I drew the pictures before that. But like I said, I can't find the good one. So it's just like, I can't say because I'm like, also, I never shared it. So it's not like I get them saying he stole the idea from me because no, yeah. he didn't. He came up with a, the same idea, but uh, independently. Yeah. I was like, because that happens all the time. Yeah. I, was like, I can't be the first person to think about putting Sasquatch in a suit. Oh, now now you got me well, thinking about language. Got, well, you got Dr. Sasquatch. Yep. Soap. The Dr. Squatch soap. The... Oh no! This actually would have been before that too. I know. Wow. I'm I just saying, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea yeah. isn't exclusively yours. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah, an yeah. idea that anybody could really stumble onto. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. it makes sense. Hey, that thing's kind of look human, and yeah. and I guess also the show, the caveman. What was it based oh, off the, the commercial? Uh, yeah, the, the caveman commercial. Yeah, the caveman that they turned into yeah. a TV series that yeah. ran for all of five episodes. Yeah, yeah, baby. I think. Well, I mean, we've we've kind of had our discussion about the Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. We you didn't surprise surprise you didn't kill the dream. I just intermixed it. Yeah, like uh, like us and the Neanderthals. So what should we talk about next time? I don't know. What's there? What What's there to talk about? We have. There's still there's still things to talk about, but oh yeah, yeah. I just want to see if you had any ones of I no nothing of like How about Rina? a yokai. Oh yokai. Ooh. Okay, what kind of yokai? Um. Ooh, we're getting specific. Be here. Yeah, the thing is, yokai is catch-all term like fey. Yeah, because everything I, I can think of, I can think of multiple off the top of my head. Yeah. I have a book of yokai. <laughs> Ooh. Well, why don't we make it? A, why don't we just make it a dealer's choice then? And you can pick which one. You can pick a, a specific one that you want to, and we can keep it a surprise for the audience. Well, the problem with that is, uh, once again, it's the, there's so many different types of yokai, and some of them are a phantom wall, of course, a well, phantom, Shinto, uh, yeah. a phantom uh, umbrella, a talking lantern. Well, in sh- well, with, when you have something like Shintoism, where everything can, where if something exists long enough, it has a spirit within it. Everything's a yokai at that point. First one that pops up. 
I mean, I'm not judging. I mean, I'm not judging Shintoism for this. I've got one specific that I was thinking of. Okay. Better not be the one with the eye for a butthole. No. Butthole eye. Butthole. If I had known that was the one we were talking about, I would have been completely in on this. That would have been weird. Uh, the Kappa. Okay. Oh, Kappa. Okay. I like the Kappa. Okay. That one. Yes. And Mike, it, it does all, uh, it's not, it doesn't have a butt, uh, eye for a butthole, but it, it eats likes, your heart out through your anus. It likes to go in through the anus. Well, who doesn't nowadays? A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. Uh, to which reminds me of uh, so because this has happened recently where so many people were complaining about Chris Pratt being uh, Mario and like all this other like when like the trailer came up and I'm just sitting there like were you wanting him to do a bad Italian accent and be pitched yeah think about think about that though think about hearing that for two hours look if I I don't mean like law and having him talk like normal not just or yeah think about having an entire speech or pep talk or something with that voice and how annoying that would be i look but here's the thing i also don't want him channeling bob hoskins from the super mario brothers movie from the 90s either hey bob hoskins is a mario he's mario mario first of all don't get me wrong i love the super mario brothers movie from the 90s it's one of my favorites unironically but i also say this it's not Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah, no. But um, it was more of a uh, Bob. Bob Hoskins did the best he could with yeah. what he got. It's it, well, this is the thing. I know there's an oral history. If anyone ever wants to, there is a really wonderful oral history of how the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s got made. It's go go out. Seek it out. It's amazing. The story behind it is incredible. And it's well worth learning about. It it makes me just appreciate this movie that I I love knowing it's not. It's the same way like Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within is yes. not a Final Fantasy movie. It's no. a good movie, yes, but it's not Final Fantasy. I enjoyed that movie. I saw yeah. that in theaters. Yeah, and yeah, it, is it a fun? Well, also, I never played Final Fantasy games, so I'm like, is it a Final Fantasy ge- movie? No. I don't know. I never saw played Final Fantasy. No, it's not. And there's certain theming, especially at the time. Oh, Final yeah, Fantasy right. games had some very specific theming and things that needed to be included to make it a Final Fantasy, to make it a Final Fantasy movie. It's just not what, and that's not what this was. Yeah. And that's fine. Nobody was swinging around a giant sword. Well, part of it, and there's also the idea of, part of it is also that in every game, there are certain elements that exist, like... The magic systems, their summons, and all of them usually have an explanation behind them. 
mm. you know, and that's fine. But none of that existed in this world. It was all just like them going out trying to find weird creatures to save the earth, which is fine. Don't have a problem with that. But yeah. then you can't call it Final Fantasy because that's not what it was. The theming wasn't there for it. Same way, while you had the idea of elements in the Mario Brothers in the Super Mario Brothers movie, it's not there and it's not used in a way that works for the theme of the games. Or Although, it's a, it's a common trip that they do talk say on um uh how this game made. They're like, so we didn't see this the first one, but I don't think the cr director did either. Yeah. <laughs> 